0: Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the what podcast, where we are elevating
1: the voice of women in basketball. I'm Tara. And I'm Cassidy. Thank you so much for listening today. We have an awesome guest today, Amara Baptist, who is the digital content manager for the Portland Trailblazers and co-host of Social on the Sideline podcast. Welcome back to Women's Hoops and Talks, Amara.
2: Thanks for having me again, guys
0: can't wait to talk to you about our topic of the day. But before we get into that, I uh, just want to remind everyone that you can follow Hoops and Talks podcast on Twitter at Hoops and Talks. And you can subscribe to the show in the Blazer's Edge podcast feed on whatever platform you
1: use to get your podcasts. So we usually start the show off with an icebreaker. Amaria, are you up for one today? Let's do it. Okay, so what is your go-to viewing game viewing
2: snack? Ooh, hmm, I'm a big pizza person. I know that's not really a snack, but uh, you can count as a snack. <laughs> pizza. Let's say pizza rolls. Let's do that. Nice.
0: Tara, do you have of- a favorite? Wait, I want to know what kind of pizza rolls you like. Like, what's your favorite filling?
2: Um, I I'm a big fan of just like pepperoni. Um. I have like – so kind of my brand on the internet turned into being anti-pineapple. So I have to throw that in there. Um, (laughs) But um, yeah, pepperoni. I feel like you can't go wrong with pizza rolls.
0: Yeah, nice. Very classic. I love it. Um, Okay, so for me, I don't necessarily have a, a regular snack. But I definitely have something that I turn to when things aren't necessarily going well when the team is struggling i tend to really want cookies like really mm-hmm. want cookies and uh I, i'm not quite sure when we're going to be posting this one but um just for a time frame reference we're um We're recording this the day after CJ got hurt and I happened to be making like a massive batch of snickerdoodles last night. So I just dove right into the straight cookie dough. It was sad. It was so sad. Sad for CJ and also sad that I had all that snickerdoodle cookie dough that I could just like destroy.
2: I wish you would have been able to send us some in San Antonio. I could use some of that. Oh, I
0: I wish if I could have. I totally, I totally would have.
2: But yeah, I don't really have like
1: a, a set one. How about you, Cassidy? I think uh, my go-to is if I'm snacking in a first half, I think my go-to would have to be like chips and guacamole or just guac. Um, mm-hmm. And then if it's a second half situation, either sad or happy, I think my snack would have to be ice cream mm Solid.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. You know, the um, the ice cream sandwiches that they sell at the Moda have become a regular part of my routine now. And they're they amazing. Have, they have the ones upstairs that are slightly smaller, which are just perfect. And I can pretend that because they're smaller, I'm being like really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you two have discovered those yet, but they're like in the children's area. The perfect Ooh, size. Nice. I yeah.
1: need to find them.
0: Perfect size. Well, Amara, it's so glad, so great to have you back on the show. The last time we talked to you, you had just gotten to Portland, and we're just getting familiar with the community. So, our first question is: Oh, I totally just stole this from you, Cassidy. That's okay. (laughs) Go for it. (laughs) We tried so hard to like plan out everything in advance, and I immediately go off script. Anyway, (laughs) so how's your first year going with the Blazers, Amara?
2: it is going great. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm not just saying that I really, really am enjoying it. Um, the team has been so amazing to work with. Like all the guys are, it's just been so easy. You know, I mean, it's, it's not often that you have a, a superstar like Dame and and CJ and it's just, it's been really, really fun. I love Portland. Uh, it's really beautiful outside today. It's like 65 and sunny and Mm-hmm. yeah i'm having a blast
1: awesome uh what's been the most surprising thing you've discovered about the blazers or portland
2: um well i mean i when i got here it was i think it was in may so you know i heard oh it's just gonna rain like every single day it's gonna be so depressing you're gonna get like seasonal depression or whatever and i um actually like the summer from probably may to even like october it was gorgeous outside I mean, it was a perfect summer and I was like everybody lied to me this is beautiful <laughs> and it doesn't when it rains it doesn't really rain hard it's just like kind of overcast and everybody was being dramatic is my point <laughs> I love it.
1: um so I think one of the most fun parts of this season watching on social media has been that seven game road trip and I'm wondering what was that like for you
2: oh my gosh Well, so we, uh, Dame, Seth, um, Brooke, and then our PR team went straight from All Star to Brooklyn, which was where we started the um, seven game trip. So it was really long. It was, I think it ended up being like a 21 day on the road. Um, So it was pretty brutal (laughs) as far (laughs) as, you know, just travel, but it was so fun. I mean, we finished five and two. I would have loved to have gotten that game in Memphis, yeah. but, uh, that was, I was so mad, but, um, it was really, really fun. I think it was like a good, uh, bonding experience for everybody. Cause you're just with them so much. And, um, I felt like we got some really good content. So it was, it was fun. I'm glad it's over, but it was fun <laughs>
0: <laughs> in a really long road trip like that. Do they tell you in advance, like what some of the planned activities are going to be like along the way? Like, is there somebody who like, travel coordinates some of the, um, you know, not basketball related stops and trips that y'all make like they're on the latest road trip. Y'all were just, uh, or the whole team just went and did yoga together. Like, is there somebody who plans all of that?
2: Yeah, I think it's kind of depends on the activity. So in Memphis, uh, we knew that we were going to go to the civil rights museum. So that was like, you know, planned on the off day. We were not going to have practice and we were going to go to the civil rights museum, but I think the yoga thing was more of a, um, uh, this, the training staff kind of was like, Hey, there's a hot yoga place. Like let's do a team bonding and go to yoga. (laughs) So, um, we get an itinerary that's, you know, kind of an outline of approximate like practices and shoot arounds and timing and stuff. But, you know, as you guys know, it's, it's kind of more of just like play it by ear when we get there. Well,
0: one of the things that that you've done that Cassidy and I in our wildest dreams are not there yet, and that is to visit so many of the NBA arenas. And last year when there was that story about, you know, what was going on in the staples center, you know, of the secret tunnels between the locker rooms and stuff, you know, it struck me that like I don't really know anything about other arenas. So we wanted to talk to an expert, somebody who'd been to at least, if not all of them, at least most of them. Uh, so the f- the first question that I have on that topic is, are all NBA arenas pretty much alike or do they have their own like personalities?
2: Um, I mean, generally they're pretty similar. You know, you'll see the the same kind of layouts with like the media room and kind of the the concourse level, but they definitely have their own flavors. And the Staples Center tunnel incident is still one of my favorite stories, um, of all time. That was just incredible. I've never seen the secret tunnel, but I really wanted to find it when we were there recently.
1: (laughs) Do you have certain arenas that you really like look forward to going to?
2: Yeah. Um, I really like Toronto's arena. Um, it's got a different vibe. Obviously it's in Canada, but it's, um, I'm a big fan of the Drake court and the Drake, like, uh, ambiance. So (laughs) I really enjoy going there. And what's actually cool about uh, Toronto, they have a, uh, Canadian flag that they put over, uh, a section of the crowd and like they're underneath it kind of holding it up and it's moving. So it kind of goes around the crowd. Um, I think soccer does that as well, but I've never seen that in an NBA arena. So that's kind of a cool um thing that happens there. I do love Staples Center. Um I obviously grew up in LA, so Staples Center is, you know, I have a lot of great memories there and um let's see what else. Detroit's new arena is beautiful. It's uh it's Little Caesars, I think. So um but I also judge an arena on its Wi-Fi capacity. Oh. That's a big one for me. So you know, my, my rankings kind of really depend on, um, <laughs> how good your Fi is. Cause <laughs> yeah, I bet
0: you're like dead in the water if you, yeah. Have you ever had experiences where you couldn't post messages or anything like that?
2: Yes. So actually Phoenix, um, I, I mean, they, they will be the first ones to admit this, so I'm not talking bad about them, but their arena is, uh, I think it's one of the older ones in the league, but their Wi-Fi is like non-existent. They, uh, they just don't have Wi-Fi. So my first year going there with Memphis, I had no idea that that was a thing. And I didn't ask for Ethernet so you can do wireless internet. And I went to post a video and I, I couldn't do anything. It, my computer wouldn't even refresh. And I was like... Uh, so what now? I couldn't, oh, no. I couldn't do anything. So I was just panicked for, you know, about 10 minutes and then, um, finally asked somebody for wireless internet. But, um, yeah, I want to say, obviously, I love Moda. I've always loved Moda. Um, feel like the fan experience and like just the how loud uh blazers fans are it's a really fun experience i'm looking forward to playoffs because i bet it's complete chaos (laughs) yeah it's madness i love it (laughs) (laughs) which arenas have
0: like the best snacks and amenities for people like in your position who are you know working there all day and you know you have to or do they even provide i I figure provide snacks for everybody, but maybe I'm making, assuming something that doesn't
2: actually happen. <laughs> um, well, yeah. So every, um, arena has a media dining area. Um, I would say Detroit probably has the best food because they have, um, like a whole pizza bar kind of situation, which I was really into. And then they have, you know, the food of the day or whatever, but, um, Let's see. What else? Um, Barclays was really nice. They had some good food and they had uh, black and white cookies, which I don't know if you've ever had those, but they are delicious.
0: Are they the ones that have like frosting on them?
2: Yeah. It's like half black, half white. And it's Mm -hmm. like the frosting and a cake kind of thing. It was so good. So I was, Brooklyn skyrocketed just for that. (laughs) Um what else oh staple center this is big at halftime they so they have a froyo machine um, and at halftime you can go in and get soft serve and they have like a little ice cream bar so big fan of that nice un- do, do they have like toppings and stuff oh yeah <gasps> yep
1: oh yeah, that's awesome. wonderful
2: it's a little dangerous but it's delicious <laughs> Are- Are
0: there any arenas that you're less excited to visit?
2: So on the food topic, we actually just went to New Orleans, and I was really disappointed in their media dining. It was not good. It was like – I mean, you'd think New Orleans is such a foodie city. Um, Yeah, it wasn't just like rum and beignets. No, that would have been perfect. Would have loved that. But (laughs) it was like like peas, which – I'm not a huge pea fan in general. It was like peas and some shrimp pasta that did not look great, and like a baked potato. Wow, I was really, I was oh. really disappointed.
0: Just like I had a big, big bowl of peas.
2: Yeah, it was not great. Um, let's see. Does uh, all the media eat from like the same room, or
0: do you think like the the New Orleans media had like this really nice spread, or like the Pelicans? <laughs> <employees> <laughs> That's where they had hide the whole different?
2: <laughs> yeah. I know. I maybe maybe it's a buffet. conspiracy. I uh, I think <laughs> it's usually everybody I would assume, but I mean, and Mo- and Moda has great media dining co- in comparison to a lot of the arenas. So, thank you Moda cuz that's where I spend a lot of my time.
0: <laughs> Good to know they're they're taking care of folks. Well, like there's there's been I remember reading books about, you know, back in the day, back in the old days that like um, the Boston Garden was like really hostile and like a a really hard place for the visiting team Um, or like, you know, the New York has a reputation for being really tough on like visiting fans or anything. Are there any – Places that um, still have that reputation or are we in a day where like everybody gets along great and it's just fine.
2: <laughs> um, I, I would say Philly was pretty vocal. Um, I was, so we played there on that last trip and it was like an early game um, and the media seating and Philly's kind of, um, they have great media seating, but it's like kind of in the middle of fans. And when, the Blazers went on that huge run and Philly was down by like 10, their fans were booing their own team. And I was like, what like this? I mean, I know that they're not awake right now, but like, geez. And they were, you know, yelling like so-and-so you suck. Like, but not at us at their own team. And I thought that was really weird. I was like, that's aggressive. But, um, I, I don't really know. Memphis is a pretty tough place to play. I feel like their fans are pretty vocal. Um, I'm trying to think. Most of the time, though, it's it's pretty... People are nice and um, I haven't heard of anything. I do, I do love Boston, I will say. Um, the environment there was really good.
1: So I'm always interested to see when I'm watching the local broadcast where everybody's kind of seated in various um, arenas. And I'm kind of wondering... Where are you when you're on at away games?
2: Yeah, it depends. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. Um, the best media seating used to be Oklahoma City because they put the visiting team uh, right behind the uh, score table, so oh, nice. I could get like really good um, stuff during the game or whatever. And now they moved media to a little bit higher. Um Portland, we are in, I should know what section we're in. 113, maybe. So we have like a kind of overall view of the court, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um trying to think. Memphis has great media seating. They're right behind the um broadcast. Um, and then it just kind of depends. You know, some are super high up, which oh Milwaukee. Oh my goodness. Okay, so <laughs> we went to Milwaukee this year. And I don't know what possessed me. I've never been to that arena. And I don't know why I was wearing a dress because it was freezing outside, number one. And I looked up at the media seating and I'm not being dramatic. It was like four flights of stairs to get to. Oh, no. And I was like, is this a joke? (laughs) How do I get up there? So that was really, that was high. But most of the seating, um, it's pretty good. It's, you know, it just kind of depends on the arena. And if it's a nationally televised game, obviously, like us, uh, slowly people will get bumped for, you know, national. But um, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question. But do you move around at all during games? Um, no, usually just pregame. Um, that's when from. You know, 4 to 7 p.m. is kind of when I'm running around. And then once I'm in my seat, you know, I'm I'm pretty settled for the game.
0: Do they consider... So you work for the team. So do they put you in a place that's different from, like, the Portland media? Or do they put you all together? Or is it different? Like, how, how do they look at you in terms of, like, where to place you during a game?
2: Um, I think it just depends on um, the cause the PR team of the other of the home team kind of decides where to place uh, media. So when they see trailblazers digital on my credential, um, it kind of just is up to them where they want to seat us. Usually it's um, I'm sitting with uh, NBC sports Northwest uh, folks and, you know, Jason quick, Joe Freeman and Jamie Hudson um, and Casey, obviously we sit together. Uh, But actually the thing that, I've found, um, matters more than kind of the title is the actual credential that you have, because if you have a visiting team credential, um, you don't need to wear a photo vest to be on the court. And if you have media credential, you have to get like, super ugly photo vest from the visiting team <laughs> and rock and rock those pregame, which I get made fun of constantly for. So I'm always hoping for a visiting team credential. Do you ever, do you have any idea why that is? Is it just because they don't recognize? Uh, I think it's, so I don't have to wear them in Portland, thankfully, because like security and all them know me. I think it's more of just like, they're trying to, the NBA is making an effort to make the court like, more clear pregame so it's kind of differentiating from you know any credential media to like okay you're with someone that is supposed to be here I don't know that's my least favorite part because you just don't know what you're gonna look like right. <laughs> I mean, it's just for it's for 30 minutes but you look like you're working for the other team and it, it's yeah. hard to like you know,
0: match those colors with your outfit and look oh my goodness,
2: those. it really is. <laughs> I have given up on that. I'm like, this is what is. I will never forget. Phoenix, um, we went to get photo vest, I was with Bruce e. Lee, and he has to wear that during the game. I can take it off once I go to my seat, but we got they had two options for photo vest, and he got the last like quote normal looking one and it was bright orange. I looked like a airport person like <laughs> it was so bad and the it, literally the whole team just was like are you serious just pointing and laughing it was not cute at all
0: <laughs> So we we'll go and put paddles in your hands I know the runway <laughs> it was so bad I have a quick question about how you like do the job during the game. And really, it's just like, it. What are the most uh, high stress parts of the game? And then, are there any parts of the game where you can kind of just like actually sit back and watch? How does the flow of what you're actually doing during the game go? That's a good question.
2: I guess I'm pretty much watching in a relaxed state most of the game, um, and just if there's you know a great play, I'll, I'll we have a slack group and I'll be like, Hey, let's pull that highlight. And then our video team pulls it, puts it on social and then I post it. Um, so it's pretty much that workflow, just watching the game and, um, kind of differentiating like, okay, this highlights good enough for Instagram and this highlight should just stay on Twitter, etc. And then obviously as the game goes on, if it's a close game that, you know, that's definitely more of a high stress situation, especially like what well, was a game that was closed recently I don't I can't remember but maybe the the okc game at home um was really stressful because it was so much going on at the end of the game with nurk's ejection and mm-hmm. um the two free throws and everybody's standing and you're trying to see over everybody but um yeah it's it's mainly just I'm quote unquote watching the game but once I get the highlights then you know you kind of have to think about captions and all that stuff but I would say I watched the majority of it.
1: Do you have a favorite thing that you're looking for during games just for that you love to see
2: happen? Um, I love bench reactions. That's like my favorite part. I think we have an amazing bench reaction team. I would say it's one of the best in the league. Um, I definitely (laughs) agree with that. I love watching Zach Collins on the bench. And uh, it's just whenever there's a big play, I always – Um, message our broadcast. I'm like, did we get that? I I can use it as a GIF or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I will never forget. I forget. I think it must have been a CJ crossover when Zach fell on the floor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. That still is such a highlight to me. So I usually look for that or just reactions in the game, you know, flexing. So I can use that for videos or gifts later on.
0: Nice. Well, there's going to be a group of us coming to the game in Denver uh, in the beginning of April. That's going to be a tense couple of games that the Blazers are going to be trying to uh, win against a very, very good Denver team. So is there anything that we should know about that arena? And um, can we come and say hi to you?
2: Yes, I really hope you do. And I think we should definitely get you guys on the social channels. So we'll definitely do that. Um, that arena is cool. It's, it's, the altitude is real, though. Like, that kind of takes your breath away when you're exercising or walking up the stairs in Denver. I thought that was a myth, but that's a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just take your time walking up the stairs because you're going to get winded. Um, that arena is really nice, actually. I can't remember if the Wi-Fi is good there. I think that was one of the ones that was struggle. So maybe um maybe get your data and don't go on the Wi-Fi so you can post.
0: <laughs> Make sure we have lots of battery on our phone.
2: Yes. <laughs> I've
0: I've always wondered like what's the what would how would you recommend like when you know you're you want to go say hi to somebody but who when you're working, like, what's the best way to like approach so that we don't like cramp your style too much,
2: but we do oh get my to gosh. say
0: hi? I'm always like, <laughs> number super one about that.
2: Number one, you would—I love seeing people at games, so you would never do that. I am awful at being aware of my surroundings when I'm working, so for me, just like scream at me because I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm seriously like I forget who I was someone was at the game and they were like you completely ignored me i was like i did not even know you were there because i was zoned in um so just yell at me and i would love to come say hi
1: (laughs) perfect
0: (laughs) (laughs) sounds good well does anybody have any other questions or should we go ahead and wrap it up there go back to our cj watch
2: (laughs) oh man
0: Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to bring uh, everybody down with that.
2: <laughs> oh. I, you know what? I have a feeling he's going to be fine. I think, I think it, he's going to be okay. I'm bringing that into the energy of whatever. I'm,
1: yeah. I'm thinking maybe just a few, few di- a few games rest, no problem. Like, yeah, be- like
2: back and, better than and ever. back and
1: backing up and ready to go and tell us about life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, well, I will. Uh, I will can also put out like the good, the good vibes into the universe for for our friend there. Well, I guess that'll do it for this week's What Podcast. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, it was a pleasure, and we will definitely have you on later again. And you know, if you ever have anything that you like, want to come on and talk and be like, oh, this would be great to talk about definitely let us know because you have an open invitation anytime. I appreciate that. Thanks so much.
1: Did we want to do coffee talk real quick? Absolutely. Let's do it. Awesome. So this week for coffee talk, I've got a recommendation for one of Portland's newer players. um, The cinder cone from never coffee. I'm recommending for Rodney hood. Because of a little bit of name play there, the cinder cone is actually named after Mount Hood. And so Mount Hood, Rodney Hood. Uh, But it's a really great coffee with a huckleberry tartness and a filbert finish. And for those of you who are not Oregon natives, that's a hazelnut. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good coffee.
0: Is that a good one for like uh, for brewing, for pour over, for espresso? Like what's its best? Do you know what like its best use is?
1: I have had it as an espresso a few times, and I really like it that way. You get a lot more of the tartness that way. I have not tried it any other brew methods, but I believe at their cafe, they serve it as a drip as well. And so I bet it's delicious that way.
0: It's probably time for a little bit of a, to go have a pick me up right now, as a matter of fact, <laughs> I have to go have some coffee when we're done with this.
1: It's always time for coffee in my world. <laughs> Agreed
0: amara do you want to tell folks where they can find you on the internets
2: yeah you can find me at at amara baptist and at trailblazers give us a follow on instagram twitter like us on facebook you know the drill
0: (laughs) How (laughs) how about your podcast do you want to talk for a sec about your podcast
2: yeah so um we actually just hit 1 year um yesterday so congratulations um, that's awesome thank you yeah social on the sidelines it's it's i found i've loved the conversations we bring on people in the industry you know working in sports and um fo- you know obviously focusing on social media and um we're recording one today actually with the digital uh content manager for the Atlanta Hawks so on the lookout for that one and uh yeah we have a great time and hopefully it it helps people
1: very cool awesome so that will do us for this week's wet podcast thank you so much for listening you can find us on twitter at hoops and talks you can find me at cassidy gamut c-a-s-s-i-d-y-g-e-m-m-e-t and tara is at tcb biggs tcbb I-G-G-S. Like, so many double letters. I know. It's like, it's like now that I have to
0: say it, it's like the worst idea ever. <laughs> that is like a terrible name, but like I I can't change it now, right? I will. I'd have to start from scratch if I started. Yeah, there's no there. turning back. T-C-B-B-I-G-G-S.
1: Yeah. And make sure you're following the Trailblazers and Amara.
0: <laughs> and if you want to get a hold of us, you can also email us hoopsandtalks at gmail.com I'm still waiting to get that first email I cannot wait to get it so somebody please email Email us (laughs) tell (laughs) us uh, what you think about the podcast suggest people that we should talk to there's tons of women out there who have lots to say about basketball and we want to talk to you so please let us know and finally, if you like what you are hearing, you can subscribe to the podcast in the Blazer's Edge podcast feed. The What Podcast will be in your feed every Thursday. Yes, That is right. We are going weekly. We're going to try to do it every week as much as we can, at least through the end of the season cross our fingers that we can do that we'll do it as best we can because we already you know we do have other jobs that we and lives that we have to do but we're gonna (laughs) we're gonna try to do it weekly because there's just so many people that we need to talk to so thanks for joining us and we will catch you next week thank you bye-bye